Yes, indeed. What's going on, y'all? It's your main man, Big Wayne, with another, actually, a special episode right here. 50th episode. We 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 keep on coming. I remember the first one. We 50. We're going to keep on going. I got my boy AJ with me. What's yes, going on, big dog? Sir, you know the vibes. Now, look here. So, we're going to get right off into it. Thank y'all for listening, by the way. Thank y'all. I appreciate that. I couldn't do, I could not do this without y'all. And I mean that. Like Tupac say, the plans to show you that I understand, you are appreciated. Now, <laughs> now that we got all that out of the way, uh, I don't know how to say this. Because uh, I didn't say it and I keep on saying it. The Nets ain't winning no championship this year. I don't think they're making it out the East. I know they got their weapons, they loaded, juice, skills to pay the bills, all that good stuff. I just cannot get I just cannot wrap my head around them getting past the East. Because I got I, I just I got some trauma, built up trauma, because I seen the team with Iverson, Marcus Canby, Carmelo, J.R. Smith. I seen all of them play together and I thought they would win it. And this team gives me them same kind of vibes. Now both of them good. It ain't a bad thing, but just you know, both they left me disappointed. I feel like that Nets team is going to leave a lot of people disappointed. Now, I could go on all day about why the Nets, not only win the championship, not coming out the East. So I brought somebody in, you know, to, and AJ's a highly, highly intellectual basketball mind, if I do say so myself. So I wanted to bring him in so maybe we could figure this out together. So, AJ, you think the Nets are going to win it all, correct? Um... I wouldn't say I think they're going to for sure just win it all. What I but, do come, believe but coming is, out the East. Yes. I, I feel it's real hard to say that they would not come out the East. Okay. Why? The floor is yours, sir. Well, um, to begin, uh, seeing the team in the regular season, you can kind of catch a vibe of if they're championship potential or not. Now, I've watched – Oh, hell. What happened? Do what? You can hear me, right? I, I lost you for a minute. I We heard, I've watched, and then you went blank on me. Oh, yeah. So we don't know what you watched. I've watched a lot of teams. Yeah. In the regular season. So I'm going to use, for example, the, the Clippers um, last year, right? Uh, They came up short. And... It's safe to say it was kind of sad, right? Right. Um, Blew a three-one lead. Yeah, but watching that team in the regular season, I just all year long we, I, I think we can concur. I kind of said, yeah, they just seem off. Like they got the roster, and the roster looks great, but p- watching them play, it just seemed off. And you said that you was consistent with that. I remember. Yeah, that. like I was like, they just don't seem like they're gonna mesh well when the time comes. You know what I mean? They just they just kind of clash a lot. Some dudes kind of go blank in, in weird moments. It just didn't look good. Right. And I said the same thing about the Bucks. The Bucks number one team in the league last year. I'm like, bro, they they're a good regular season team, but the way that they playing, bro, that is that success will not translate playoff wise. Like I've seen too many, it just isn't, it's just not gonna translate. And then they got to the playoffs and they got kicked out by the fifth seeded Heat in five games. And honestly, the one game they won, they best player didn't play. So to be fair, the Heat did make it to the finals, but anyway, I, I get your point. <laughs> yeah, but like they best the best team in the league didn't even get past the second round of the playoffs. Like, and like 
so watch watching the Nets, right? They function well. Like they spread the court amazing because they have a lot of shooters. Uh, they were kind of lacking in size when they kind of shipped off everybody. They only had DeAndre Jordan, which isn't a great playoff center. But obviously, we've seen them go grab Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. Now, they right back into that sequence where they, they can spread the court all over again. You got a seven-footer KD. Now you got another big body in LaMarcus or Blake, whichever one you want to play. Joe Joe Harris is shooting crazy. Um, for me, the X factors on that team are three players. Those three players are LaMarcus Aldridge, Joe Harris, and Uncle Jeff. I'm going to start with Uncle Jeff. He is that... Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston, that Jay Crowder, that Contavious Caldwell Pope. He is like that type of player. The dude that's like you're not really game planning for 100% because he's not like a vital killer, but he just plays such a solid role, and it kind of hurts you a lot at the wrong time. Great dude for the playoffs. Then you got Joe Harris shooting amazing. But in all reality, if you really watch it, like he just taking a bunch of open shots. Like he's not even – hitting nothing crazy. He just hitting open shots because dudes try to help off on dudes like Kyrie, KD, Harden, and they just pass it to him and he open. And it's like, damn, like, are we – in the playoffs, bro, you can't just keep – you just can't keep leaving dudes open. You're going to have to adjust. And, and at that point, you got three of the best ISO players in the game. So Joe Harris is going to make those dudes' jobs so easy when he's on the court. Then the last dude you got is LaMarcus Aldridge. That is a dude who ain't the fight <laughs> – can give you 20 to 25 points. Now, <laughs> he's not going to average 20 to 25 points. Right, no. right. He'll probably average somewhere around that 15, 13, 17-ish at the best. He'll average somewhere in there. But those games where he does have the the 20, the 22s, the 23s, them games going to hurt, dog. Like, you're going into a game trying to prep for KD, Kyrie, and Harden, and then you got Aldridge over here just banging you from the mid-range and hitting a couple of threes and getting to the free throw line. Bro, that's going to hurt. That's that's a that that's going to hurt. Like, And then I said in, in the little group chat we were in earlier, right. there is no better fourth option in the league than a LaMarcus Aldridge. And if you wanted to throw some names out there, go ahead. You could throw a few names out there that might be very good fourth options. But then when you look to the next three options above that above that person that you would name, they ain't gonna be compared to Kyrie, KD, and Harden. That, I think earlier, I think earlier you named like a Oladipo Dragic. I don't think Oladipo is a fourth option. No, I, I didn't name that. I saw it, but that that wasn't me. That that wasn't me. If, if even if you name them, like the next three options above that would be what uh, a hero, a Bam, a Jimmy. That is not Ky- Kyrie, KD. Uh, no, even with the Lakers, your fourth option is who? Maybe a Montrez Harrell. Then you got LeBron and AD, which is which is tough. They can they can compete in that level. That that's really the duo when we talking about duos yeah, but, across but the league. I guess that's... a third option would be depending on the night would be either Dennis or probably Kuzma. Like bro, Dennis and Kuzma, none of neither one of them are on a no. <laughs> so that duo that that duo can compete, but a trio can't. I named Aaron Gordon. He's not a bad fourth option, but bro. Jamal Murray, Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., like, nah, <laughs> y'all ain't Kyrie. You know what I mean? That's the problem that I'm seeing with them. Like, LaMarcus is going to be a problem because he's the fourth option now. So, yes, he had problems in the playoffs in previous years. We see him in Portland where he kind of struggled in the playoffs. San Antonio can't really get them to the playoffs. But now he's no longer option one or two. He's option four. Majority of his shots are going to pretty much be open. 
Like, if you watch the game, like, when they play the Pelicans, I know it's the Pelicans. They're not a great team, but I think LaMarcus had, like, four dunks. LaMarcus Aldridge, old 35, 36-year-old behind, had about four dunks. That is how much the court is opened up for the Brooklyn Nets because of the offensive dynamic that they have. Like, the old-ass LaMarcus Aldridge got us four dunks that game. Blake Griffin hadn't dunked in two years playing with the Detroit Pistons, and I think he already got about five or six dunks with the Nets, and he only played about four or five games. Yeah, he, he fooled everybody. Yeah, he, he yeah he ain't dunked in two years and went with the Brooklyn Nets, and now he dunking every game. I'm like, bro, like you, you these are things that you it's like, bro, you can't you can't pass that up. Then the team that you talked about, I'm gonna go into in Philly. There we go. Philly a great team. I love Philly. You know, I'm high on Philly. Yep. I like the players. I like Ben Simmons. I love Joel Embiid. I think he is an MVP this year, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I love those dudes. But bro, let's let's go to the playoffs, right? I'm gonna start from the top and go down. The dudes in the playoffs that matter the most a lot are probably your unstoppable players. Those dudes you need them to put up buckets. So obviously on Brooklyn, we already talked about it. We only talk about them again. Let's go to Philly. Yeah. You got Joel Embiid. He's gonna get you 30. No doubt. He's going to get you 25 yep. a, on a bad day. But he's going to get you about 25 to 30. Your next best offensive player on that team right now, who's averaging 21 points a game, is Tobias Harris. And I'm good with that. But are, are you good with him in the playoffs? Because yeah. I've seen him in a role where he had to – where he was required less and played bad, like, in the playoffs. I have never yet seen him play good overall in the playoffs. I, uh, I feel you, and I thought – Tobias was really underplaying that contract as a whole. But I think Doc Rip, because this is probably, I mean, I've been a Joel Embiid guy from pretty much the jump. But oh, yeah, uh, I, I think Doc him. Rivers has really done something. I'm starting to catch something with Doc Rivers. Like, I don't know how he does with, I think he does well with like veteran type players. Like, the older the team, he does. And old, but you know, they've been around enough. They pretty much, They've been in the playoffs. They've had some grizzle. They've had some wars with, you know, said teams. So they've been around long enough where you can kind of teach them and mold them. Because, you know, Joel's been around a while. Tobias has been around for a while. We know Danny Green's been around for a while. Seth's kind of new. But these are all – these are the kind of players – I like him with a team like this versus a team like a, a Boston now or something. Not like the team he had with Boston, but I'm talking about like the now Celtics. Okay. So I like him. I like him with that. And as a result, when I saw when I saw Doc Rivers go to Philly, and I'm like, man, because you you know Joel Embiid, how he was playing before and how he's playing now is totally different because he's on the block way more now, and Tobias plays way better now, just in every way. Ben Simmons is, you know, he you know he's been pretty much doing the same thing, and Seth Curry just got there, but he you know he kind of a plug and play type of guy, so I really like. I really like what I've been seeing with him. I but really you, do. You trusting him over a Harden or a Kyrie or a KD? You trusting Tobias over any of those dudes? Over KD? No. Over Kyrie? Hell no. I'm on record. I think all the stuff I say about that, I think I got Kyrie as one of the clutchest players, never mind in the league, like ever. Like he's a, I got him in like Reggie Miller atmosphere, like ever. So like, that, that's what I'm yeah, saying. It's, it's yeah. hard to it's hard to put my but, money on that. You like, you got three dudes on that team. Like, you could put Joel and beat again. Now I don't, I don't got I, James in that category though. I don't got. I'm keep going. I, I noticed yeah. it. I noticed it. But yeah. um, I think James Harden is option one. That's what I think because the ball is ran through him. 
the offense facilitated through him, and he's still scoring 30. I think he option one. That's my opinion. A lot of people may not agree. That's fine. Let's go with the easy answer and just say KD option one. Whatever. KD option one. He's going to get you 30. Joel going to get you 30. Then let's move to option two. I'm going to go on your path. Option two is Kyrie. I'm not trusting Tobias over Kyrie. I'm, I'm just not. Um, then let's go to option three. Philly option three, points-wise, if we're going off stats and just what I've seen, option three is Ben Simmons. That's not even his role, which is cool. He playing his role, but, bro, when you play in an offensive firepower team like them, you got to – like it, Golden State proved it, bro. You got to match that. You have to match that. If you can't match that offensive firepower, bro, bro, that's tough. Like – I think the Cleveland Cavaliers barely got away from them in that time frame. But LeBron and Kyrie both had to score 40 just to match up with Golden State. They had to score 40 in order to match up with Golden State. And now you got your third option. Let's say it's James Harden. I'm assuming it's fair enough for you to say that James Harden would be the third option. And you compare him to Ben Simmons, Harden averaging 30, Ben Simmons averaging 15. <laughs> like that's he's doing double what Ben doing on the offensive end. But I can't I can't put my money on that. Here's my thing though. And I think Tobias numbers is gonna drop in the play. I think that 21 gonna drop to around that 15-ish range, like it does every year. I'm just going off what I've seen. If he plays better this year, then cool. But up to this point, I haven't seen him do that. I haven't seen the same production from him from the regular season to the playoffs. So it's fair for me to just not go. Like, I'm not – that's insanity. Praying on something different for so many times when you're doing the same thing. Like, that's just insanity. Just like It's just like dudes that keep having faith in the Bucks, thinking that when they get to the playoffs the next year, oh, they're going to be better this year. Bro, they play the same, bro. Leave Key John alone. He ain't do nothing to deserve bro, I'm just saying the Bucks play the same yeah. way, bro. Like, <laughs> Giannis still can't shoot. Middleton still isn't really your option one. Like, well, she might need to be, but you still got Giannis on option one. Brooke Lopez still just only shooting th- only shooting threes in that corner of the wing area. He's not giving you no versatility and putting no pressure on no bigs to get them tired. Like They have tried to improve the roster, like getting the Drew Holiday and P.J. Tucker. They, they did, have but, tried, but the Drew Holiday to Eric Bledsoe jump isn't that. Eric Bledsoe jump is just not that high. Like, yeah, it's better than Eric Bledsoe, I'd say so, but it's not enough where it's – it's going to get them better than what they was last in the playoffs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Eric Bledsoe to a, a a John Morant or maybe a a Steph, maybe. Not no Eric Bledsoe well, that's, to no that's, Drew. That's a hell of a jump. Yeah, that's, that's a jump. Uh, Eric Bledsoe to a Drew Holiday, like, you just got you a little bit better offensive player. That's it. Like, maybe a, a two-point yeah, But I like I like Drew a lot better on defense than I do there but if we be in reality and we're going with the numbers and how it and how it works, like Eric Bledsoe ain't that far from Drew on defense. Like you know, that's what I'm saying. Like it's not an incredible jump. Like I say, it's like all right, I like him a little better on offense, and I probably like him a little better on defense. That's not a, that's not a, that's not even where their problems came from. Eric Bledsoe wasn't their problem. Their problem was Giannis. Their problem was your number one player can't be a number one option. That was the. So now we go with. We were talking about initially. You want me to have faith in a dude who's constantly proved to me that he can't show up in the playoffs the way he does in the regular season? And this year, I'm just supposed to magically believe that that's going to change? But I mean, can we say the same? Can can we say that about James Harden, though? Is Tobias Harris seeing triple and double teams every single game more than 10 to 15 times a game? 
Now, you get James Harden in a scenario where he no longer has to go through two to three double teams every other play in the playoffs, and you think he's not going to kill who in front of him? Right, but here's my here's my thing with James Harden, and it's it's something I've noticed over the couple, and I, I I've I've made this point like a while ago, and I, I think I've done it twice, but I'll say it again for people who may not have been listening. I think a thing with James, I think James' style of, I think it's more about less about him choking, and more about his style of playing the playoffs because James Harden gets to the free throw line a lot, and you know playoff ball, they it's more let him play. And so, as a result, his points go down because he's not at the free throw line a lot. And now, again, it's kind of a new slate this year because how he played in Houston all them years and how he's playing now is a totally different role. So you you really can't predict. But historically, when he does try to get his thing going, he's looking for calls, looking for contact, looking for the free throw line, and they're just not really there. That's why I tend to like some of these physical and, and older style teams because they kind of know how, how the game goes. So that's my biggest thing with them. And then – the, the Tobias Harris, he kind of is what he is. I if I if some if you was asking me for a number he gonna throw in the playoffs, I would say somewhere about 15, 17, he might go off one day. But like the, the Nets is hard. The, the Nets that they are ranked 25th in defense. So I'm trying to figure out who who are what else stops some people, but you can't outscore everybody. It's not it's not gonna be a race. I mean, offensively, then yeah, there's you know, there's nothing to talk about. But then I saw Dallas last year, let them tell it they had the most efficient offense of all time, and they got put out in the first round. Now, I like Nets' offense way more than Dallas, if you ask me. But it, it's got to be more about the scoring because at some point you're going to have to stop somebody. At somebody, you're going to have to stop. And so now I think Brooklyn will beat everybody else except Philly. That that's why I don't got them getting out of these. It's not because I think they're frauds or scrubs can't play. It's just because that Philly because it's a bad matchup for them. Because number one, they're long, and Philly can shoot threes too. Outside of Ben Simmons, everybody can shoot, and Ben Simmons will get the ball, you know, pretty much everywhere on the floor. He can get it to anybody, anybody, just like James Harden can. So I'm looking at that. Okay, so you're not, you don't got the size shooting. Brooklyn's probably a better shooting team. I'm not going – I'm not in no position to debate that. But I'm looking at a better coach. Philly's got the better coaching. That star has an easier matchup because who you putting on Embiid? But then you can say who you putting on KD. You're not stopping KD because he's one of those all-time great scorers. But you can put Ben and just kind of hope for the best and just make him work like hell for it. I mean, he can't hit every miracle shot, right? So you do that. And over the course of a series, you like to think a brother might wear down. Same thing with Kyrie. They just – they got body, size, and depth. You know, the, with the Tybles, the Maxis, the uh, Seth Currys. I'm not saying these are just game-changing people, but sometimes it's just numbers like, goodness, who you got? And then they got Dwight Howard, another big body. And that's another rim run. That's another – that's stopping at the rim. I mean, you you going to think twice about running in on Embiid and a Dwight. That, that's tough. And, yeah, and you got – they got LaMarcus Aldridge starting five. I like LaMarcus as a four. As a power forward, I like him now, but at a five, you you you, you, you overcooking my grits now because I, I don't like that matchup at all. But who's gonna and, like that matchup on the other end when Lamarcus is the five for you and KD is the four? Who gonna like I, that matchup? I, Let's say they put uh, Lamarcus in with Joe Harris, Kyrie, KD, and Harden, bro. Who gonna like? How can you guard that? Like, bro, you 
you can't help on any like, you can't leave anybody you have to play one v one defense on everybody you guard because everybody right. gonna shoot and then and that's you get, why like, you get Ben Simmons let him guard KD you got Thibault pretty good defender pick the poison what you want Harden the Kyrie who gonna stop the third dude then after that what what Embiid gonna do Embiid can't protect the basket because you can't leave Lamarcus in the midi you can't leave Lamarcus so. So, so what you what you, what you gonna do? You gonna just let this and dude eat all game long? And eventually, as a coach, about, I got my doubts about De- Lamar, Demarcus Lamar. I got my doubts on because I I just saw a whole lot of Portland, and my thing is if he was if he was all that, I don't think he'd just been available for the buyout. He market. was option I, I, one and two for that. Now all he has to do is sit in a spot that he comfortable hitting shots in, and just knock down open shots. He was option one and two. He had to get the ball. He had to go to work. Team's game plan to stop him. No coach is going to game plan to stop LaMarcus Aldridge when they're playing Brooklyn. No coach is going to game plan to stop LaMarcus Aldridge. But once you try to game plan to stop a Kyrie, a KD, and, or a, a Harden, LaMarcus as option four, that's going to be the dudes you're going to leave open. And I think it's safe to say that if you leave LaMarcus open anywhere in that mid-range area, you're going to have a long day. <laughs> gonna have a long day that boy heat up in that mid-range you're gonna have a long day and like i said yesterday the court was so open because of the help that you needed for just Kyrie. because K- kd only played about 20 minutes the court was right, so right. open that a marcus old behind got cold dunks that that is that i mean but the pelicans i mean the pelicans ain't what we we thought what 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 do you think is wrong with the because you're a big zion guy and we know zion's cool but what do you think is wrong with the Pelicans on the side? No, it has nothing to do with championship apparition. But what do you think the biggest problem with New Orleans is? I think they're too young right now. Um, I watched five games early this season that showed me that they are too young. Five games, I've seen them with about two minutes left be up by about anywhere between eight to ten. Any veteran team you up eight to ten with two minutes left, you're going to find a way to close, close that, that game out. I've seen them lose five games in the early season. In that time frame, one of them for sure was to Portland. Another one, I think, was to the Bucks, and one of them was to the Pacers. I don't know who the other two was, but I remember those three games specifically. They just they just can't close games out. Actually, another game was to the Hornets. I remember that they was up like twenty going into the fourth, and the Hornets came back miracle wise somehow and and beat them. Like they just they young man they can't they can't close that game out man like I don't, I don't know what's up they just kind of young they don't know how to slow the ball down you know Ingram is kind of just go Zion is kind of just go Lonzo he's not a scorer per se so he's more of a facilitator so even if he's slowing the ball down he's slowing the ball down to try to get dudes the, the shot Bledsoe's never been the greatest offensive scorer in the clutch you know what I mean they just don't they don't have a dude who's really a fourth quarter player that is like, all right, when the fourth quarter comes, let's just put the ball in this dude's hand so we can close this game. Now, they don't have that, and that's a, that's a problem. Do you, think, do you think that's why they signed Isaiah Thomas? Maybe. I think Isaiah Thomas is a much better fourth quarter closer from what I've seen from him in his career than any of those other dudes. Yeah, if I was, I mean, you, I, I kind of wanted it to be Brandon Ingram, probably like most people. That's why I really wanted he's, him to be that guy. I mean, but, I'm not saying he can't be that guy, but he's just not that guy right now. Right, not, not at the moment, he's not. And yeah. that's hurting their team. They just, like I say, don't have a, they don't have a, they got some dudes that can make shots clutch wise, but they don't have a dude who's really a fourth quarter guy. 
Like, they don't have a dude that's a fourth-quarter guy. It's like, yeah, let's put the ball in this dude's hands, and we know we're going to get something good out of whatever this dude is bringing for us. They just don't have that. But far as uh, the Nets go, what I what I would do – so who do you think the – who do you think the number one option for – Brooklyn should be in your in your opinion or is the number one. I option? think it's hard. I think it's hard. Correct, correct, correct. And I and you know I mean it's it makes a lot of sense. Why? Because he sets the table for he can make it that much easier for a KD. Although KD don't need no help getting this shot, but he makes it that much easier I think, for him. It's so think much he easier. For really needs else. to be option one too because of KD's health as well. That's another big one that we don't talk about. Because of KD's health, I think less wear and tear on KD as far as what he he needs to do to score will help KD in the playoffs because they're going to obviously need him to win. But, you know, he's he a fragile dude right now. So if you can get KD where he buckets off a curl screen or a dude step over and help too far and KD just kind of get that, that drive and kick, open knockdown shot, I think that'll work better than KD trying to tween-tween and, and do all of that. You know what I mean? I, I think that that's a better role for KD right now. Coaching. But having having said all that, if I'm you know talking about game planning and scheming, I'm going right at James Harden. I'm going right at it as far as because uh, he's, the, he's if as far as whoever the offensive player is that's Harden is guarding is what you're saying. Like if if there's somebody I'm trying to take out the game, that's the one I want. I, I'm I'm t- you want to talk about it'd be as a court. It's almost kind of like a blitz. I mean, you not saying play, you know, double and triple James Harden, but I'm, I'm if if there's anybody I'm putting pressure on, playing tight, you know, what I'm saying in their jersey, in it on them, just in them, is James Harden, because he is the primary ball handler. He is the one setting the table. So if I can get the the head of the snake, I can get everything else. Just if I can get him demoralized early, and I don't trust the leadership as a whole. I don't trust no leadership. With the Brooklyn Nets, I don't trust Kyrie as a leader because I've seen him be a leader. I don't trust KD as a leader because I, I, I mean, I just, I just hadn't seen him lead nothing. <laughs> and so, if I can get James Harden, if I can get him, I think I can get up under that. I think I can disrupt that whole table set. So, if I get the table set of disrupted, get it up under him. And what better way to get? I'm, I'm throwing. I'm talking about. Well, I can't put Ben Simmons on him as bad as I want to. I can't do that because there's a guy named Kevin Durant. He's like one of the best scorers ever. But if I can throw like a Danny Green at him, something big, physical, if I can do that, I'm, I'm getting in his. That's the guy I go after. I can't put Danny Green on James Harden. He's too old. We watched that with the Lakers last year. Did you notice who was guarding Harden last year? It was not Danny Green. It was KCP, Rondo, and Caruso because Danny Green could not take that challenge. Danny Green ain't no slouch on defense, but he is not at the age. You, you, if, if I'm if I'm a coach, it's Thibault. If I'm going to put somebody on Harden, it's got to be Thibault. It, just, it has to be. I, I, I would just think at the start and – Unless they switch it, so yeah, that could, I mean, you could do that. Yeah, you could do that. You have to, like, like you said, Ben got to be on KD just for the yeah. length purposes. Like, ain't yeah. nobody long enough but that's, Ben that's to guard like, KD. I feel like that's just without we don't even got to discuss that one. But the next person defensively that's gonna guard a Harden has got to be Thibault, bro, because because Danny ain't cutting it. F- fair enough, fair enough. But either way, that's who I'm going after. That that's who I'm going after. But then that's the that's the that's like I said that's that's gonna be a problem. Like I say, majority of the time with players, especially role players too, 
a lot of times, bro, a lot of players in the playoffs, their numbers drop from regular season. So, it's just a thing that happens a lot of times. Only players you see numbers that don't drop are dudes like a Harden, like a KD, like like a LeBron, an AD, a Jordan. A, a, I mean, these are the dudes whose numbers don't drop. They typically end up picking up the slack from the dudes' numbers who do drop. <laughs> In some cases, but if I'm and but I'm forcing if them to I have to up. go with the team that's going to drop more, I'm definitely assuming that Danny going to shoot worse. I'm definitely assuming that Tobias ain't going to get that twenty a game. I'm definitely assuming that Ben Simmons not going to be a fifteen points per game dude in the playoffs. I think he's going to drop to about thirteen, twelve. That's what I'm assuming. Ben, I, I. I I like Ben Simmons. I, I I like. I'm a Ben Simmons guy. I'm. It's two me, people me that, too. that people get hated on. That's Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons. I'm. I'm I love both. Of them. I'm big on both of those guys. I'm. I'm big on both of them. Cause all it's see, all I know is wherever Jimmy go, that team get better. And then whenever they, he leave a team, well, outside of Philly, yeah, that team get worse. That that's all I know. No, nah, Philly Philly definitely got worse when Ben left. They, it wasn't until they regrouped. Well, yeah, they had to regroup, and then you know they they yeah, all right now. They def, but they definitely got worse. Yeah, they they <laughs> did take a drop off. Yeah, they there was a drop off for sure. And Minnesota, they they never recovered. <laughs> oh yeah, they went from a playoff team to one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, now, so, what is it? Three years running now, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm big on him, but so it's. I I just cannot get behind. I just can't get behind this this net. I'm gonna have to see Philly get because my, my prediction. Oh Lord, I'm I'm watching the game. Just you probably gonna see a puzzle, but Kawhi. Just spoiler alert, y'all. Kawhi Leonard just baptized DeAndre Aiden, and I and I do mean baptized. Lord have mercy. Good God Almighty. But speaking of the Clippers, that's who I got coming out the way. Look, when they got Rondo, that did it for me. Um. I actually am inclined to agree. I think I mentioned it to you. I'm I'm watching I'm watching the Clippers. I'm not yeah. putting my all 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 be all into them, but I'm watching them now that Rondo over there. Playoff Rondo is a thing. We didn't seen it too many years. Yeah, that's, yeah. I didn't seen it on uh, multiple. I seen it in Boston, of course. I seen it in Chicago. Chicago almost beat the Celtics that year. Yeah. The Celtics ended up going to the Eastern Conference Finals, but you did had Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. They would have beat them had Rondo not got that injury. Uh, I seen Rondo with the Pelicans put out uh, Damian Little and CJ in the first round. Like then we just seen him win a, a ring with the Lakers. Like playoff Rondo is definitely something. It's, it's, so I, I'm watching them. Right, but man. I I do not trust the Kawhi and Paul George combo. I just I've never liked it. it I looks I like it more now that they got now now that they have a Rondo. Because but they got a point guard and they got a leader. I mean, I'm not watching the game right now, but I haven't seen Rondo with them enough yet to, to judge to give a real good judgment yet. It sounds good, but I just need to see it. It sounds good, but I I would need to see it. I need at least ten games to, put to it, watch. The, the best way that I know to put it, and the the best way I know to put it, instead of having the, the teenager watch, you know, the little brother. Now they got a babysitter watching both of them, and the house is better for it. That's the best way I know to put it. Okay, that kind of that kind of makes sense. I do feel that they, I still feel that Kawhi and Paul George getting each other way. You can, I mean, because they're, they're pretty much the same guy. It's just on. They're opposite. literally the same guy. I think one just a better mid range, and the other one is a better three pointer. Other than that, they are one hundred percent the same player. That that's, that's the same guy. So you just put two of the same dudes on one team, and like, bro, 
around. That's I mean, that, that'd be the same thing as having, like... LeBron like, and Ben Simmons. Or LeBron uh, or Ben Simmons or uh, uh, Scottie Pippen or Andre Iguodala. It's the same thing. Yeah, like, it's just, like, yeah. it's just, ugh. Yeah. But, I mean, I like it more with, with Rondo. And it, it does seem to work because, you know, he's got playmaking control, so he's setting the table. And, and then the other problem I have with the Clippers, I forgot, which I forgot they got DeMarcus Cousins, so he's going to have to play a big role. I don't trust a Zubak. Zubak is one of those not dudes that is not playoff built, not for a starting center. I don't trust Luke Kennard playoff-wise because dudes are going to game plan for him a little, not major, but a little bit. They're going to try to take away some of his strengths that dudes typically don't do in a regular season. And he ain't going to like that, and I have never seen him in a playoff, so I don't know how he's going to act. Okay, and, so. And I've never trusted Pat Beverly. I don't even know why he's there. Reggie Jackson is one of those dudes, too, that kind of is like iffy in the playoffs. I've never really seen him that much in the playoffs, so I don't know what he's going to do, and he's been a big factor this year. So those are the, those are the dudes who are like X-factor dudes that I just can't put my trust in. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that they're going to be bad. I'm just saying right now I just haven't seen enough of them positively to say, yeah, I'm, I believe that what you're doing now, you're definitely going to do it. Like, I don't got that trust. But is – what about DeMarcus Cousins? Because we know he's going to make it past that 10-day contract. I know that. So what do you expect out of Boogie? I want Boogie to spread the court. Boogie was spreading the court pretty good over there. The Rockets, the Rockets let him go. I just don't think that the Rock. I think the Rockets need to blow it all up. So Yeah, they just trying to restart, yeah, regroup, yeah. I mean, but what I've seen from Boogie, I wasn't disappointed in what I've seen from him in the time that he played. And I think what he did for them, if he can just be a solid rebounder, kind of a big body and bump some dudes and spread the court, which, like I say, typically you need a, you need nowadays, you need a big that can shoot in the playoffs. I think that he will help them. They won't be too, they won't be too undersized, and when they put size in there, they got size that can shoot. Boogie can also roll to the basket when the time comes and he needs to. I think that he needs to go out there and give them a solid 15 to 20 minutes. Hopefully anywhere between a solid 10 to 12-ish points, if he can do that. I think that will help them a lot. Interesting stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. And, and then, like like you said, that's another thing. With a player like a Rondo, a Rondo is going to help Boogie get into – and they already played together too, so this isn't the first time they've been teammates. So he's going to get Boogie in spots that I think Boogie is comfortable operating in. He's going to make Boogie's job a little bit easier as opposed to playing with a Lou Williams or a Patrick Beverly who ain't really looking for, pat, for passing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I got my eyes on the Clippers. Don't get me wrong. I got my eyes on the Clippers. I like the way – you know what I will say, too? I, I'm glad we're here. I love the way the Lakers are playing without LeBron and AD. Really? I love it. Like, if you watch the games, they're not necessarily winning all the games. And the games that they lose, they should lose. They lost to the Clippers. They lost to the Bucks, And I think they lost to, like, the Suns or something. Those are all games they should lose. Without LeBron and AD and Drummond, yeah, y'all should lose those games. I mean, but the way that they're playing without them is the exact same way that I would pray that they play with them. Because if they play that same way with those guys, it's, I, I see them. I, I see them being just as vital, as just as dangerous as last year, if not more. I mean, it's hard to judge the Lakers. I can't judge the Lakers right now. I I, I can't do that. But. It is hard. It's hard, but it's it's hard to just not have faith in what we know. LeBron had been to the, the finals a lot. 
a lot. Every year that we hoped that he wasn't going to get back there, he got there again. Well, I've and never we just said, heard Oh, yeah, that. he ain't going to get there there. Yeah, he got there again. And then we look up the next year. Okay, he on a new team. And, okay, he's there again. And next year he got hurt. And then the year after that, okay, well, he's back again. Like, bro, it's, just, it's hard to just ignore that. It's really difficult to ignore that. It's like, yeah, bro, he probably – he still he still got AD. And you just added Drummond, Dennis, and Harold. Yeah, I, he probably going to be back again. I'll probably, we'll probably see him there again. I like uh, – is, is it me? But I feel like the Macklemore signing is bigger than LaMarcus or Ooh. Blake Griffin to, to me. I don't think people realize how big that is, too. They, like, that was huge the only, to me. The only problem with me is, I don't know, like I said in the chat, too, sometimes dude go to the Lakers and forget how to shoot. Like, I don't I don't be understanding it. Like, it's like, bro, you're open. Like, you're not even working for shots. Like, You know what the, that is? I'm going to tell you exactly what that is. And, is and people don't, or something? I don't people, understand it. It's, there's a difference between playing along. It's a difference between – Ricky Rubio throwing you the ball and LeBron James throwing you the ball LeBron because when you're you in the, the Lakers, wide open, you open. Correct, but that's pressure to hit it because you're the Lakers. You know, what I mean, if you lose with you know what, where was where was he? Where was it? with the Rockets who tanking? It don't matter. You know, if you if you missing shots with the Jazz, although they're playing good, you know, so it don't make a difference. But the Lakers, the pressure that comes with LeBron James, nobody was talking about a Jay Crowder or, or anybody, any of these teammates outside of maybe Anthony Davis. Nobody was talking about him. Wasn't nobody talking about Caruso. Nobody wasn't talking about Drummond, Ben McElmore, none of them. Now, all of a sudden, overnight, their world has gotten flipped. And Danny Green to a lesser degree because he was with the Spurs, so he was, you know, in line. Like, he was with the Raps. So he, we had seen him hitting shots. And, yeah, he was hitting pressure shots, so I guess he had pressure on him too. But there's just a different kind of pressure with playing with – now, I've never played with LeBron James, but I can imagine that the standard of execution was – I remember a quote last year talking about, if you ain't ready for this pass, I will break your fingers. He's throwing it like that. you got to be ready. And LeBron, he demands so much excellence, you know, so much perfection, so much execution. Everybody don't have that same level of standard. Like, say, if me and you throw it past the ball, okay, and I hit you wide open, you might miss it. Okay, ain't no big deal. We'll get the next one. LeBron may not have it. No, we got to have this right. Pedal to the mess. He is the Joe Jackson of basketball. If you ain't getting it right, you're getting traded or you're getting your fingers broke. Everybody can't live up to that. Everybody don't. And as a result... We see these people hitting shots like, golly, why? Because it ain't no pressure. It ain't no nerves. That That's what it is. It's bro, LBJ, LeBron, baby. LeBron is taking all of that away, bro. He's like, look, bro, you don't have to do all that now. Like, bro, I got you. All that work you was doing, you don't have to do none of that. I'm going to put you on my back. I'm going to take on the load of having to handle that pressure. Like, the double team, I got that now. The extra help, I got it. The extra hand, don't worry about it. They're going to come to me. And as soon as they do, bro, here you go. Here's your blessing. All you got to do is open but, that thing. Like, but on, that bro. spotlight, that that spotlight, everybody can't handle that because you got LeBron setting the table, giving it to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, that's a real thing. A silver you know, platter. He's spoon-feeding dudes. Like, yes. 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 Pressure. Pressure. But, I mean, they then you see certain dudes. Dudes making – you see certain dudes hitting shots. You see KCP hitting shots. I seen Some Kuzma, people are, Kuzma was hitting shots. Dudes didn't like him, but he was hitting. Honestly, be real, he was hitting shots. Um, so Caruso, was, Caruso was hitting shots. Like 
you got random dudes who just in the same light as you, bro, that aren't even on your level. Like, bro, you got a bigger resume. You what Danny Green, bro, you have a bigger resume than Caruso. But they got rid of Danny Green and kept the Caruso. Bro, what do you why why? You know what I mean? Like, bro, you your status is bigger than this, but you're not performing up to it, bro. Come on, bro. Like, like they said in church, everybody ain't able. Everybody. But hey, but if Ben McLemore can go there and just knock down some shots and get them some buckets, that's gonna be a big, a big, big problem. He a three and D, he a three and D dude, and he's a little bit younger three and D dude. Right. So, like, bro, that's gonna be a big problem, bro. He gonna Ben and and when I think Ben McLemore is kind of like the J.R. Smith that they had when when he was with Cleveland. That's what I think Ben McLemore has the potential to be. J.R. Smith came to Cleveland just to be a shooter, and he ended up taking Kevin Love's spot as the third option. <laughs> Nobody talks about it for whatever reason, but he did. Like when They was expecting Kevin Love to be that dude to get them about 15 to 16 a game. Kevin Love was getting eight or nine a game, and J.R. was getting a 16 a game. I think that's what Ben McLemore could do. One thing for certain, two things for sure. We definitely gonna find out. But my so your finals prediction, just as far as like playing each other, mine is Philly and the Clippers. That's that's who I got going, regardless of who winning. That's who I got playing in the NBA finals. Who do you have in the NBA finals? All right, I can't sit here and give you a solid one hundred percent answer, but I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some options. I either got I either got Philly or the Nets in the finals. I'm gonna lean towards the Nets more. And then from the West, check me out. From the West, I got either the Lakers, the Clippers, or Denver in the finals. Denver? Oh, absolutely. Denver, 100%. You keep Dem- they-, they don't play enough defense for me. Um, I, I, I can't. I, I, they, I, that, that's a real thing for me. And I, I, as, as much as they scoring, because Joker's the guy, but I see too much passiveness with Joker. He always looking at Jamal Murray. Which is fine. Jamal's a, a fine player, but I'm looking for it's it's kind of the knock I have for LeBron early on, like back, you know, years ago. You know, LeBron looking for somebody else to pass the book, like LeBron take over, but he was looking at Maurice Williams and Delonte West, something like that. That's kind of the same problem I got with Joker. You know, you you're the guy. So why are you going to Jamal Murray? I know he's a nice player, but why are you going to Michael Porter? You you got to take us there. Take us that I don't I don't like that. I, I wish I had a little more aggression out of Joker. So that between that and then that lack of defense, and again, I keep saying it because it's a real thing. Good teams don't go down three one twice in the same You're putting year in the playoffs. Him in a that's, position that's, where that's, you want him to be a player that he's not. Joker is not that dude. It's just like the LeBron and Michael Jordan comparison. Everybody, a lot of big reason why people say that uh MJ is the golden LeBron isn't is because oh MJ would take the clutch shot about bro. That's cool that MJ did that. MJ missed. 10 times more of those shots than he made. No one really wants to actually talk Correct. about that. But at the end of the day, LeBron is just not that. LeBron ain't MJ, bro. Before MJ was the fine. Guy, it was dudes like Will and Bill and Kareem. Like, those dudes, MJ didn't come in mimicking those dudes. He, he played his own way. And he got to the ghost status that way. But for some reason, we don't think that somebody else can get to a ghost status again their own way. They got to mimic MJ to get it there? Like, no. The, the same thing with Joker, bro. He don't. He's just not that dude, bro. He is a pass-first dude that is a great scorer. That is what he is. He's a pass-first dude that's a great scorer. He's like, bro, I really like to pass the ball, but I can give you 30. But I really like to pass the ball. That's my game. So that's what we got to expect out of him. And Jamal and- Murray is a dude who's a bucket getter. So he passing the ball to the dude that likes to score. You got your better passer passing the ball to the dude who's a better scorer or a more willing scorer than a passer. 
and and it sounds good and it, it sounds great and I'm not, I know it sounds like you know there's nothing you it's hard to knock a guy for playing the right way but every now and then I I want somebody that can just give me the damn ball and get out the way too that I just I I like I admire that in the player. Sometimes it's not about. Sometimes you got to do the wrong thing at the right time. I mean, long as you ain't taking you like doubted terrible it shots. last year, bro. Remember but, what happened? You doubted Denver last year. I, I look at progression in the playoffs, bro. You doubted Denver last year, and look what happened. They they got to exactly why I said they were good. I didn't I didn't expect I didn't expect Utah to blow a three one lead. I didn't expect the Clippers to blow a three. I, I mean, I, picked, I didn't expect them. They went up three. One. I didn't. What you fair, want me to fair do? Fair enough. I didn't you think they was going to before those no leagues. You was already. You was already like, yeah, I don't trust in Denver. Before that happened, you was already like, yeah, right, right, the right. Utah, exactly. The Utah league, I think I Utah. Utah just was playing great, and I think Denver was just kind of fumbling the bag a little bit early on. I think they shouldn't have never even been in that position to begin with. The Clippers, now that's another story. The Clippers just 100 percent That was a the choke Clippers job. Was just a choke job. The, the Utah was lucky that they got to a 3-1 lead last year against Denver. The Clippers, they I don't know what were they like I said, I already knew something was off anyways. So when they lost, I wasn't surprised. It, it was just not it was something off to me way before that. And that series just proved it, bro. They just completely fell apart. Doc Rivers was even like, bro, like like he was like, look, bro, I'm gonna just leave, bro. Like, I already know y'all gonna blame me, but I can't make these dudes not shoot wide open threes in the corner off the side of the backboard. That that's not that's nothing a coach can 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 stop. According to Paul George, he was bro, the problem. Paul George, you wide open in the corner for a three, you hit the side of the backboard, and I'm the problem. Yeah, bro, you got it, bro. <laughs> I I seen it. even in that yeah. last game, game seven, I seen the Williams get all the way to the rim for an open layup, airball the layup. I was like, oh my god. Like, you guys want to lose. Like, I don't know what's – like, it was a complete meltdown. Like, it was like, yeah, bro, you guys are worse than what I thought y'all was. Yeah, that was, pretty, that was pretty bad. But like I said, Denver, every year they got progressively better. The first year they got to the first round, got kicked out. Next year they went to the second round, seven-game series against uh, Portland. Damian Lillard got them out of there seven games. Then last year they just went to the Western Conference Finals. They got one game, but then they gone. This year I feel like they got a little bit better. I think Aaron Gordon this year is a little bit better than what Grant was last year. I think JaVale McGee this year is a little bit better than what Mills, uh, uh, Plumlee was last year, and I think Michael Porter Jr. has got so that's that's true. But and now they the have Will side. Barton back as well. So now I feel like you guys are a little bit better with pretty much some of the same experience that y'all had in the past. Like, yeah, I feel like you guys should do better. So if you guys make it to the Western Conference Finals and make an even deeper push into that playoff, I wouldn't be surprised, bro. So if you see them in a Western Conference Finals, remember this conversation. If they don't make it, it's it's understandable because there's some tough teams in the West. But don't be surprised. Right. Don't get don't see them there and be like, damn, I, I can't believe. Like, yeah, I'm telling you. If they make it to the Western Finals, I will absolutely I be surprised. I, I you saying don't be surprised, but I I'll be absolutely surprised. I, I want to have faith in the Suns too because I love what I'm seeing from them, but I just haven't seen those dudes in the playoffs. Outside, Outside of Chris, of Chris Paul, Paul and Jay I mean, Crowder, like, I really I haven't seen Booker ever in the play. I have never seen Aiden. I've never seen Michael Bridges in the playoffs or Cam Johnson. So, like, I want to say they're gonna be good, but I just call call me crazy. But I trust all them more right now. Than I, I do don't. I can't. Like, I've seen the Denver Nuggets <laughs> in the playoffs. I haven't seen those dudes, so I I can't say it. Like, I've seen a lot of dudes average twenty five points a game and go to the playoffs and. Mm, they be like it's a different atmosphere in the playoffs, and they just some dudes just don't live up to it. So, and it's their first year too. So it's not like they like they this their first year. Like, 
I'm not saying that they're going to drop whatever, but hey, you never know. Booker might be that 25 points a game dude and do what Damian Lillard did when he played the Pelicans and average 17. If that happens, the Suns get they're going to get smoked. Yeah, and Chris Paul will probably opt out because quiet is kept. Ain't nobody talking about it, but he got. I don't think it's really worth mentioning or bringing up, but it's it is a thing. So we we don't know. <laughs> but shoot, that I think that's about all we got right now. The rest of it, we just had to wait and see what's going on. Shoot, you got anything else, big dog? No, nah, no. Nah. One more thing. What I said too. One more thing. One more. I think Boston is going to be an ugly got? team for somebody round one. Boston, Boston, just I don't like ugly. Them. I wouldn't trust Boston to wash my car like, right now. I don't I like them right now. I, ain't I told you, you they I need to. When the playoff time come, I think they're gonna get it together a little bit. I ain't saying they're gonna be no championship team, or nothing, but I think they're gonna give some dudes some problems. So, do you think they can make it out the first round? Do you think? Well, no, because that would the, see they're mm-hmm. a seventh seed right now. So if they was to play in you know the play-in tournament, so let's just assume they make the playoffs and they're a seventh seed, all right? And they would play Philly. Oh, it's they, over. They, it's they, over. They are it's seven over. Eight, Goodbye. They play Philly or Brooklyn. If they somehow slide to six, I think whoever that third seed is in the East, I think, that would be I, Milwaukee. I Milwaukee. That's Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee would lose. I think they would probably end up losing if they play. Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee really? would lose. You, you think Boston will beat Milwaukee? I wouldn't be surprised, dog. I've... I would I would be shocked. That's that got five all over it. I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised, bro. Like I said, Milwaukee is not a team I've ever had faith in for obvious reasons. So playing against like that. I mean, sure, and I get that, but I got faith in them beating Boston, especially at Boston this year. Now, they, can they beat Philly or Brooklyn? No. But the Celtics? Oh, yeah. The Celtics I just think can they be gonna be one of, I just think that they, you know, in the first round, typically that first seed when they play the AC or the second seed when they play uh, the first seed play the eighth, the second seed play the seventh, typically it'd be like four or five games they out of there. I don't think it's going to be one of those for whatever team play Boston. I think that game is going to be like a Six game, seven game ish series for whoever they play. I think they're gonna have some fight. Uh Boston is a disappointment to me. I thought they'd be better. And they they down and who knows how it's gonna go because they they at five hundred right now. They twenty six and twenty six on the dot. So we'll have to see what's going on. But that's what we got. AJ, thanks again for yes, coming sir. on. Now, I, I now you made some compelling arguments for Brooklyn. I still can't get with them. If I'm just, you know what they say, but I might be right. I might be wrong. I don't know. I just call it how I see it. But as I say it today on this couch, the Nets is not getting out the East. I ain't get. I look. I be hearing the odd couple drool over the Nets every night. I hear Max Kellerman, Stephen A. I hear the talk show slobbing over the nets, at least most of them. I see people in the it's streets hard, talking about it. To. People on the job asking, hey, Wayne, how good are the nets? And I can't get away from it. They ain't going nowhere. They are not getting out the East. Kyrie is cool, but I don't – he cannot get them there. KD is cool. He ain't getting them there. James Harden is cool. They not getting them there. And so they all come together. They all come together. Because, you know, it ain't no iron team. So they all try to do it together. And it's not going to work. I'm sorry. Joe Harris, he's a fine shooter. LaMarcus Aldridge, what's left of him, he cool. 
but that ain't gonna get it done. And Blake Griffin, you know, it's nice to see you still got some bounce on you, but that's not gonna work because when you had the bounce in Lob City, matter of fact, DeAndre Jordan over there too. We saw them, and how did that go? It didn't go so well. And then, and I just thought about this: Are we sure? Are we sure James Harden gonna be able to get along with everybody? Because we seen how that how that how that dynamic duo went with him and Chris Paul, how they fell out. We saw how Westbrook wanted out with uh, you know, when Houston last year, and then the whole Dwight Howard thing. So it seemed like James Harden played with all these superstars, and it seemed like for whatever reason, it seemed to be some it, kind honestly, of it seems like so, if you think about it, it really seems like Houston is the problem. It don't even now that James Harden left and how the success the Brooklyn Nets are having, it really seems like Houston is a problem. Losing twenty straight games. I mean, you know that. Then Antony left too. Like, bro, it, you know they ain't got no talent over there. Come on, they you, be, you know they know. They had you, only you know Christian Wood and John Wall. They shouldn't have been no twenty straight game losing streak, bro. I'm sorry, they're they're they they're not that bad. Like, I think twenty <laughs> twenty games. Once you get 20, you think they that bad. 20 games? Like, nah. I think something wrong. I mean, you know what they say. I think something, good as your I think something wrong. That's all I know. And they management right now. That's what I, Harden said it. And I, and Westbrook wanted out from it. Dwight didn't like it. Bro, I think it's something wrong with Houston. Honestly. Ah, maybe it's Houston. Maybe it's Harden. It's hard to say. Watching what I'm seeing from Harden now, it's hard to say that it was Harden. I, I truly believe that it was Houston. 20 after them 20 games, I was like, Yeah, it's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with Houston. Oh, snap! Hmm. It's something. I, yeah, bro. I, I can't stay here. Please, highest bidder. Who, who won me? These two games, you like, Yeah, bro, this ain't it. We are definitely gonna find out. But shoot, that's all we got. AJ, thanks for coming on, big dog. Yes, we'll sir. catch you down the road. Indeed.